Friends, it is good to be with you again this week. I keep wanting to think our current situation will get better. You know, stay positive. Yet the truth is, the data and information indicates it will not. You know, every day Washington, D.C. is trying to tell you all is spectacular. Reality is a different thing, though, isn't it? Sit back and let's talk about war, a dead teenager, and much more, as I'm your host, Brian Burden, and welcome to Burden on Society. Democrat kills Republican over political stance. (laughs) Yeah, that was the headline. Well, on Fox News, that is. Nowhere else. It came from a sleepy little town in North Dakota earlier this week when a man called 911 claiming he had just run over a Republican extremist. By the time the scenario had ended, an 18-year-old man had been run over and killed. The tragedy is that a young man headed for the prime of his life was killed by someone who claimed it was a Republican extremist. You know, at first the claims that the 18-year-old and the 42-year-old driver had been in an argument over politics. Well, now it's shown to be totally false. We do know that the driver was drunk and that nothing appeared wrong before the incident. Our prayers go out to the whole family and small community as they get over these events. My concern, though, is that in the first three or four days after the incident went national as an apparent hate crime, the mainstream media covered it. Uh, let me look here. I think I've got it in a paper somewhere. Where is it? Yeah, you know the answer. Exactly zero minutes of coverage. Does it surprise any of us that they would suppress a story that hurts their narrative? You know, this was a story if the roles had been switched at the beginning and the political sides were reversed, we would have seen wall-to-wall coverage for days into weeks. Even after finding out the facts, they would have doubled down on the intensity and then let it fade away without one single apology. This is the nature of our nation now. One side actively tries to manipulate you while the other only half tries. (laughs) Either way, we all lose. Let's keep it simple. If you see your politics before the actual truth, well, then you might need to question your end game. You know, Jordan Peterson was interviewed by Piers Morgan this week. The subject centered around Putin and the potential for World War III or nuclear war. He just confirmed a few of the things I've been telling you about this war. Here's what he had to say about Putin and people in general. Well, he's a lot more like everybody else than anyone thinks. You know, the notion that he's Hitler or Stalin, that's just foolish. I don't see any evidence for that at all. We in the West seem to be programmed that everyone is Hitler if we disagree with the idea of anything not fitting our narrative. Putin is not like our leaders. Our political leaders only make decisions based on how they look or how many votes they can get. The Russian leader and most of us make decisions based on what is best for us. Putin sees Ukraine as a threat and has acted upon it. What makes any of us think that he is going to lose based on that ideal? He only sees the outcome no matter how jaded we believe it may be. His prestige on the world stage does not hinder him. Instead, even though the war appears not to be going his way, a good bet is he will find a way to win, even if only in his mind. Surrender is not part of that mindset. So where does Putin go from here? Peterson says this. We're going to find out this winter. Well, I, I, I know what I would do in his shoes. Mm-hmm. I'd wait till the first cold snap and shut off the taps. Right. Well, because of course he has, he's going to do that. Again, these are common decisions to win your battle. We all see it, but only a few of us want to say it. Piers went on to ask if Putin would use a nuke. If necessary, he'll use a tactical battlefield weapon. 
even yes. if it starts World War Three. It won't. Probably. But why? Because we wouldn't respond? What's in it for us? Putin, as I have said in the past, is betting that there would be no response if he used a smaller tactical nuke. Jordan Peterson opened up that can of worms and said it like it is. We cannot respond unless Putin starts nuking big cities in an effort to do much, much more damage. Then, and only then, do we respond. It ultimately falls back to Putin knowing how our politicians react. The finality of millions upon millions of dead people compared to a few hundred thousand is a factor, and will be the factor in keeping us from retaliating with nukes ourselves. So, he has the upper hand despite what many continue to tell you. Now, Peterson wrapped it up with this thought. So how can we win? We can't win against Vladimir Putin anyways, because, and we can't say no to Putin because we sold our soul for his oil and gas. Crack open the champagne on that one, my friends. Europe made decisions that cannot currently and will not soon save the people of that continent from weather changes. It is all based on a climate scam that enriches the elites and powerful while impoverishing the rest of us. Because of this, you now must lie in the bed you made. So when the war started, I gave it a 70% chance of a slog, and that is happening. I put it at about 20% chance of Ukraine winning, and the other 10% was a mixture of oddities, like uh, nuclear strikes, I think that was around 3%, and assassination being around 5%. The numbers have decreased a little on the slog part, although you can easily argue that is exactly what has happened. But the nuke part and the wild ideas like an assassination have started to climb up the chance scale. I'll round those to around 33% currently. While this seems great for the Ukraines, and I do want them to win, in the long run it may lead to even more death and destruction. Do not expect in any way, shape, or form for Putin to just pull all the troops back and give up. Old dogs don't change much, and that old dog only contemplates victory. My last thoughts are on the drive-by shootings of the media. Have you ever noticed that over the last seven years that stories are not stories anymore? They are always a source who says this or an informant who leaked that. Very few are ever backed up with actual truth or facts. We've become accustomed to that happening and then three or four days later it just fades into the sunset. Only to be dredged up when you think it might help make the other guy look bad, even if it's not true. It goes without saying that the mainstream media got rewards for being wrong all the time. Many times they gave the medals and trophies to themselves. But Pulitzer Prizes about the totally debunked Russia, Russia, Russia scandal may have topped them all. No giving them back, no apology, no nothing. So here's to you, the media. You got what you wanted. The Donald is gone. Now we all have to pay the consequences for your lies. Please do not lose sight of what is most important, though. No matter what kind of problems that are happening in our country or around the world, fortify your life by taking care of your bills. Make sure your mama is okay. Help in your community. Support your local churches. Maybe help at a food bank or homeless shelter. These all will be a big need in the coming years. So then I must ask you, are you spiritually ready? If not, is it time for you to take a leap of faith? Now is the time to start or strengthen your walk with Jesus. If you do not know Jesus, I encourage you to open yourself up to the fulfilling words of our loving Savior. Finding God is where you realize your needs will be quenched, where you find out how your unique purpose can be fulfilled. 
You know, if you repent of your sins and believe with your whole heart that he is our Lord and Savior, then he will give you solace in knowing that you are loved. My friends, put your faith in Jesus, the great I am, the only truth, the only truth that will carry you through the troubles we endure. See you next time. Shut up and sit down.